You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Corey, I'm not sure we've seen a game like that before. It's been a long time since this stadium has looked like that. This, mm-hmm. The uh, students and the, the entire crowd rushed the field when it was over. Not the entire crowd. I think it was mainly Most of the crowd. There was a lot of people on that field at the end, buddy. There was about 45,000 on the field? There was a lot of people on that field. All right, all right. Florida State knocks off the rival Florida Gators. That's more important probably than the people on the field. 45 to 38 in a game that was probably closer than a lot of us expected, but that might have been for the better because that was incredible. I mean, that performance, Jordan Travis, uh, Trey Benson, the offensive line, the defense in key moments, so many individual players stepping up here. I mean, it was really remarkable. They go 9-3, and three, finish yeah. the regular season 9-3, and three, five straight wins, win the state championship for the first time since 2016, mm. beat Florida, beat Miami. And I'm saying, man, the Miami blowout was fun for the Knowles, but I think this might have been even more gratifying because they had to fight for every inch of this win. Yeah, and they hadn't done that in, well, since, what, what was the last Louisville? was the last win they had where it was down to the wire. The other games that were close, they lost. And and uh, first off, I know people want to give me credit for since I went to the glasses, they're 5-0. I know, But it's not just me. It, it might be. It's a lot of me, but some of it is also Jordan Travis and, you know, the, the running. Trey That's, Benson's pretty good. The offensive line's been pretty good. But the, the glasses help, and they're 5-0 and since I started wearing them. It's big of you to share the love, though. Well, hey, man, we're, we're all, look, one team. It's just yeah. us. We don't need anybody else. What, what do they say? We all we got. We all we got. We all. That's it. So, um, but yeah, because we knew they could get out on someone and steamroll. And they proved that the last four weeks. They had not proven they could counter punch, in my opinion, and that's what I was worried about. And they got punched. Yeah. You know, they were down twenty-one to fourteen, and it looked like there was a chance if they don't go down and score, Florida's going to get the ball back, be up twenty-eight fourteen and half, and then get the ball to start the second half. And you're getting boat raced to home by not a great Florida team. So what they did. Was was take that counter punch, score, give up just the field goal to start the second half, and I thought that third quarter was the best quarter they played all year, considering the stakes. Get three straight three and outs, go down the field, get a field goal. How about my man Fitz Magic? Yes, that's a big kick. A forty-seven, with a forty-seven yarder, forty-seven yep. yarder. That's is that a career high? No, he's at a fifty-three yarder Sorry, to win a Fitz? game here last year. That wasn't a fifty-three yarder that he beat Syracuse with. What's the matter with you? It was like a thirty-four yarder. Well, he has hit a fifty-three. Okay, yarder. all right. Well, good. Well, either way, so that was a big kick, man. Especially after missing one in the first half, for him to come back, that was a pressure kick that he made. And then Jordan Travis, you know, I, I don't know what else to say about the guy. That is the best thirteen of thirty performance <laughs> a college quarterback might have ever had. Because, number one, he had five or six drops, including a Johnny Wilson touchdown. Um, but also, and another one that Johnny could have caught, but it wasn't a great throw. But either way, um, but the, the runs he made, the, the plays he made just electrified everything. He turned 
when it was 21 to 14, they're about to have to kick because he's about to get sacked for a 12-yard loss that makes it another 37-yard field goal. Instead, he's spinning spinning dudes out of it twice, as you said, doing some Charlie Ward nonsense. Yeah. I mean, just well, you said another word um, out there, and then gets down to the one and they score on the next play. That that he just he was the best player on the field, and he has been many times this year. Yeah, I, that was I couldn't stop thinking about that in in 1993 when Florida State went down to Gainesville. And Florida was coming back to win that game, and Charlie Ward just said, "No, you're not going to win this football game." That's what I thought Jordan Travis looked like tonight. Yeah. I mean, he just could, would not be denied. He should have been sacked three or four times on one play, yeah, and turned it into a huge run. I mean, he just was incredible. Especially, I think it's important to note that the rest of the team was kind of nervous. One of the yes. storylines this week was, "Will they handle the moment better than they did last year?" Because last year they went down to Gainesville. Emotions got the best of them, and they never really recovered, and they ended up losing that game. Same thing kind of happened early in this game. Receivers dropping passes, defense having blown, busted yeah. assignments, wide open touchdowns. Just everything was going wrong. But Jordan Travis, man, it was like he was not going to let this team be denied. I thought he had a great comment uh, in the postgame press conference. He said, uh, you know, the fans, I love the fans. They didn't really believe me a whole lot when I first started out, but they've got my back now. Yeah, yeah. And it has been cool to see him just take over this fan base. I mean, yeah, he's, he's beloved, unbelievable. Man. And when you bring up the Charlie Ward thing, I always remember a post-game press conference. I've mentioned this on Wake Up War Chant before. When Bobby Bowden was talking after that game in the Swamp in 93 about he's like, look, all week I wondered, okay, they're better here, we're better here, it's going to be an even game, Florida's really good. And he goes, but I could go to sleep each night because I was like, oh, yeah, we got Charlie. <laughs> and it's almost to that point right. where it's like, oh, yeah, w- w- we got Jordan. Like, that's how good Jordan Travis, that's how good Jordan Travis has been. Um, you know, I think if and when he comes back next year, I think he is a legitimate Heisman contender. I don't know how you can watch what he's done this season and watch him doing his whippy doos out on the field and throwing the way he throws. He's not just an athlete. He's making great throws. He should have had two or three touchdown passes tonight and a couple touchdown runs they took off the board. I mean, I don't know what's going on. And he only completed 13 passes, but for 270 yards. Right, yes. And again, he had probably another literally 65 or 70 yards dropped. Um, he, he's just a remarkable football player. There weren't Trey Benson was very good. Trey Benson is very good. Um, the defense was not good. But I almost don't like. I just don't want to talk too much about it because Florida State is nine and three. I don't want to do too much. I hope we don't get run over here. But I, I don't want to do too much hand wringing about a bad defensive performance because I don't want to take away from the fact that I just got to cover a nine and three football season again, Ira. I mean, they're going to a bowl, a good bowl. They just beat Florida and Miami in the same season in the same month. They might go to the Orange Bowl. I mean, that's still in the picture for this football team at 9-3. and three. Again, best record. Uh, first time they've been state champs since, 19, since 2016. First time they've won five straight games since 2016. Just really remarkable. You touched on Jordan Travis and his future. They were He was asked, and also Trey Benson and Jared Verse were asked, about their futures and what they're going to do. Uh, Jordan just talked about he's going to keep praying and, and make a decision. But it There's did, a lot of Florida State fans probably praying, praying too. Praying along with him. Yeah, well, uh, we don't know who's praying for what, but yes, Florida Jared, State fans are praying. Jared Verse and Trey Benson were sitting side by side. You can watch that interview. There's some good interplay between Trey Benson and Jared Verse. When Jared Verse was asked about it, Trey Benson was kind of egging him on as if, to, hey, man, you got to stay. Hmm. They're roommates. Uh, Jared Verse actually didn't really give an indication. He said he's going to talk to his people, his family, and make a decision. 
Trey Benson, the first thing he said was, I'm still young, yeah. which he is. And he's yeah. only really played one season of college football. So the impression we got was that Trey, Benz, Trey uh, Benson is going to be working on Jared Verse to try mm. to get, convince him to stay. We'll see. There's a lot of guys in that boat uh, that are going to have to make decisions. There's a lot of fourth-year, fifth-year juniors that have another year of eligibility if they want them which is going to go a long way to determine how good this team can be next year. But we're not talking about next year yet. Right, You're right. Nine and three, again, two years ago we're sitting here with a three and six football team. Last year they were 0 and four. And since then, man, it's been remarkable. Mike Norvell, I mean, there can't be any more doubters, can there? Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash war chant I, I would think not i don't know how there could be and also um i mean yeah they since oh and four look what they've done they they're five and they've won 14 games um since then um some of them in wop, molly whopping fashion and then others like this this is a big it's a big it's a big win to me because these players hadn't won a game like this really in an environment like this i think they kind of I, I thought they kind of um you know, fell to the pressure a little bit against Wake. I thought against Clemson they didn't play that well. I thought the defense didn't play that well against Clemson, and the defense clearly didn't play that well tonight. But they did play well for that stretch. They got them in control of the yeah, game. Yeah, they had a 17 to nothing run in the third quarter. Not 17 unanswered, though, Corey. Correct, because Florida did it. Florida went on a 14 unanswered run right after Florida State's 17 but, unanswered. But back to the point you made it earlier, and we kind of just touched on it quickly. It's important, so I think we need to focus on it. it, it at that point, when Florida got the ball back with like five, six, seven minutes to go in the first half, they could, if they score a touchdown there to go up seven, they're getting the ball to start the second half. If they score another touchdown there, yeah. you could go from tied to down 14 without even touching the ball. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened in the Clemson game. That that score before the half and then after the half really put them in a hole. Tonight, you held them to the field goal, then you get a three and out to start the third quarter, and then it's 17 straight points. Yeah, and you talk about growing as a team. Like they, they Last year, they, could, they didn't know how to put teams away. They won some games. They didn't really know how to put teams away. And even this year, they struggled, I thought, a little bit with that. But their biggest struggle, I thought, during that three-game losing streak was the runs they allowed other teams to go on. Um, you know, Wake went on a 28-0 run. Clemson went on a 27-0 run. They stopped that. Florida did have a 14-0 run, but they immediately would answer back. They, they didn't let a 14-0 run turn into a 28-0 run, and they're the ones that kind of went on the game-clinching 17-0 run. I guess it wasn't game-clinching because Florida tied it. 
But I want to point out that when they did tie it 38-38, and it was third and five, and really the whole mood of the offseason is on the line, my man Johnny Wilson made a play. He didn't make many. And he, he was he was not open. He wasn't nope. open when Jordan threw it. Nope. He wasn't open when he caught it. But, man, that's he, a, that's, but, a, that's a big play. I, I, it's not the biggest play of his career because I think you'd say those were in Louisville. But it's really close considering the stage. He he just did not play well, obviously. he A couple of critical, critical drops. But in that moment, to make that play, what can that do for that kid moving forward to respond in the, in the game? Like it, Mike Norvell always talks about responding from week to week or year to year. But from quarter to quarter, Johnny Wilson making that play. And our man... Uh, Jarquez, McClellan, yeah. in the game because Number one in your hearts and your Akeem Dent clearly wasn't available to play much. Shaheen Brown got hurt, so they're running Sidney Williams out there in the McClellan, and he gets called for a fourth and 18 pass interference. Oh, it's not great. I didn't love the call. Didn't love it. Um, but, it, you know, I do, I do think he got there a little early and maybe panicked a little bit and grabbed him. But when the game's on the line a couple minutes later, down in his side of the field, he has a huge pass breakup that leads to the fourth down where Jamie Robinson forces the incompletion. And I think maybe got away with a face mask that wasn't called, but who cares? Who hey, cares? Listen, Nobody cares. I, I think Florida State is probably in a, a plus about 12 when it comes to questionable calls yeah. in this football game. The SEC officiating crew wasn't hey, their best. Hey, they did all right. They, they called did, some holds in that last they did drive. Call, and they called the block in the back, yeah. which, I mean, they could not, but maybe they could not. Yeah, well, they could. It, they uh, it was yeah, uh, we've seen that an interesting game. But that was the last thing I wanted to bring up. There were several calls that kind of went against Florida State where Jordan trying to score. They call him sliding outside of the one. One time, Florida, it looks like uh, Florida State runs it in. They get. They clearly they, wanted Jordan to go head first to get yes. a concussion. That's what they wanted him to do, and he did. He he, uh, you know, he disappointed them by trying to avoid contact. There were a lot of calls that went against Florida State, and every time it seemed like they responded. Like yep. every time they, they got called short of the goal line, they, I mean, they just kept plugging away and got the answer. Either Trey Benson running it in, uh, or Jordan, Jordan Travis on the pass to Shaheen Brown, or to, uh, excuse me, Ketron Portier yeah. was a big play as well. Last thing I want to say about the defense, as you said, it was not a good night. But man, at the end of that game, they had so many guys playing that had no business that you would not have expected to be in the game. Right. In that last drive, right. guys you mentioned, Sidney Williams, Jarquez McClellan, and uh, guys on the defensive line, and they got to stop, man. I mean, like that's that's a really cool moment for this whole team that and, those guys yeah. got it done. But I also want to point out that when the game is on the line and they know it's fourth and twelve, they're bringing Jamie Robinson because Jamie Robinson is the best player on the defense, and he I, he almost certainly played his last game. He did walk. Um, He's been here, you know, he's a fourth year, he's a senior, so he could, I mean, he's a redshirt junior, but he's, he's probably leaving. And I want to just express my appreciation for what he's done for this program for the last two years. He's probably been the most consistent defender over the last two years. It's played both years because obviously Jermaine Johnson's not here this year. He should have stayed. You think Jermaine Johnson regrets leaving? Could he have stayed? He probably could have. He I'm got a COVID year. He I'm could have stayed. I'm going to go on a limb and say he's probably. Jermaine, uh, you could have been a part of this, baby. Felt you could have been in the, you, the. They're not storming the field in New York, man. The Jets fans. You think Jermaine and Jared field. would have been a good pair of bookends? Uh, probably. Probably. They, we would probably be getting ready to go to uh, uh, Charlotte next week, I would think. <laughs> Florida State wraps up the regular season 9-3. and three. Uh, Just an incredible finish for an incredible season, a season that a lot of people would not have expected. Uh, this has been fun, Corey. And tomorrow, Saturday. Mm. A bunch of us are going to be at the corner pocket because Tom Lang and Jeff Cameron have to do uh, keg stands. Well, and you have to do a two-beer funnel. Do, I'm going to do some fun, a little funnel. You're going to do a two-beer funnel. We don't know what beer you're going to be drinking. We're going to see what you're doing. Yeah.
and uh, it's going to be a good service. times. I'm going to be taking this off, baby. Stay tuned to WarChant.com for coverage throughout the weekend. We've got all kinds of videos, player <laughs> interviews. Your column will be up. Yeah. We've got plenty of stories coming in. Recruiting coverage. Mike Norvell said it, uh, they definitely feel like they've made a strong impression with a lot of recruits. We'll have plenty of recruiting coverage from Michael and Austin as well. So stay tuned to WarChant.com, and we'll get uh, in about seven or eight days, we'll get some bowl news. I can't wait, man. going to go cover a bowl again, Ira. <laughs> it's been all too right. long.